Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Steelers Chat. This is episode one of season two, and we have a very, very special guest today, Mr. Brian McFadden, two-time Super Bowl champion. I mean, three times. You went to the Super Bowl three times. Like, how, how is that? Let's start with there, because everybody don't make it. Everybody that comes on the show is not going to have the Super Bowl experience. So how is that? Well, Dean, number one, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on with you. Uh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're a faithful stealer, so I'm always here. Uh, number two, I only count two Super Bowls because I won two. The third, I don't necessarily count because I lost, so I don't think about. So I know I've been to three, but it, I only, in reality, I only been to two. Right. I hear you. I hear you. But the experience is not like no, no other. I went no to my first Super Bowl just experience-wise, and I can't imagine doing, you know, having the pleasure of doing it three times. Uh, we're going to talk about this team coming up because they're yeah. going to the Super Bowl, right? No question. The last game will be in Arizona. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. So with the Bengals being the week one opponent, how hard is it to plan against a divisional rival week one with not a lot of film? I mean, you know them a, a lot, a little bit, but, you know, every year is a different season. How hard is it to game plan? Well, actually, it's not hard at all. Because, you know, both teams are familiar with each other. You play each other twice a year. Um, and it, on both sides of the football, there, there, there's not a lot of turnover. Now, granted, with Pittsburgh, we know there will be, will be a new quarterback, right? We just don't right. know exactly who that guy will be. It hasn't been cemented into the organization about who the quarterback will be. We all believe we got an idea, but until they actually come out and say, this is our guy, then we got to wait and see. But and everything else when it, in regards to Cincinnati knowing Pittsburgh, they know exactly what they like to do. I understand Keith Butler is no longer mm -hmm. calling plays defensively, but let's keep it real. Some of the same things that we've seen from Pittsburgh in years past will still be their go-to in certain situations in the ball game. And offensively, you know, granted you will see a new quarterback, but Cincinnati knows exactly what Pittsburgh will do. They got some new plays, some new faces in new places offensively. Uh, but they know exactly the hardcore of plays they will they will see so when you start off with a divisional opponent early in the year week one week two uh it's not as difficult to prepare for them as it would be a team who you don't usually play okay I, look i'm good with that I, i'm okay with that um so but defensively you know we had some changes in the secondary joe hayden's no longer there yep. um what do you see defensively in that secondary that you like about pittsburgh I love the chemistry. Granted, you you talked about Joe Hayden not being there, but you have Witherspoon. Uh, you still got Cam Sutton, who I expect to see big things from this year. Uh, you add Levi Wallace. Uh, you talk about uh, Fitzpatrick, you know, having him back in the thick of things. You still got Terrell Edmonds. Uh, DeMonte Casey is a guy who I really like. Um, I don't know exactly what his status might be when it comes to yeah. regular season play. Um, yeah, that's a that's an unfortunate loss for them with his injuries. Yeah. So I was and, and, I was really hard for that guy. And I and I thought he would be a nice addition, but granted, you know, is he out for the year? Um, I, I know he has to have surgery, so they're anticipating um, you know, some long time out. His will definitely be on IR. So yeah. I, I haven't heard officially uh what that's gonna be, but it, it's looking like a long term thing because yeah. he has to have uh surgery. Yeah, so, but outside of that, well, you, you, you still got you still got some. The only new face in the in the in the secondary is basically Levi. Um, mm -hmm. you know, everyone else has been a part of the organization. 
And and Weatherspoon, they got him during last year during the during the trade. But yet and still, when he jumped into that Steeler uniform, he played real good football. <laughs> and because of that, they made sure they brought him back. So I'm excited yeah. about the secondary. But secondary play is only as good as the front. You know, mm-hmm. when you got guys that can put pressure on quarterbacks, that definitely uh, helps the secondary out. That that actually goes into my next question because uh, Miles Jack helps that secondary so much. Mm-hmm. So what is it like having a guy like him up front? I mean, I, I know it's going to help Minka Fitzpatrick tremendously because he's all over the place and it kind of frees him up to do what he wants. But like, what's, what's your point of view of that? I mean, communication is always uh, important in regards to being successful, not just on the defensive end, just throughout football. But Miles Jack is a guy who's a three down backer. Uh, he's a guy who's shown the ability to be impactful in coverage. Uh, he's a very, very instinctive, smart guy. And just his ability to talk, you know, shows what type of value he can bring. Remember, this is a guy who they signed uh, some months ago. And uh, as throughout times, throughout training camp, he had the green dot, you know what I mean, talking mm-hmm. and receiving the play. So that tells you the value that the defensive staff sees in him, knowing that, man, this is a new player to our organization, but he's caught on so fast that he can relate certain things to the other defenders. So when you have that type of communicator, that means a lot. Now, as you mentioned, some of the guys in the back end behind him, they trust that he sees the right things and he's able to get everyone lined up. And good linebackers can do that. I played with quite a few good inside linebackers and their ability to talk and and know what was going to happen before it, it happened was paramount to our success. Yeah, so, I mean, when you... I'm just so happy for them, you know, just to be able to have that communication. Like you said, that is critical. That is key Um, because using the signs, defense can't, you know, can't hear that you signal. So just being a guy that can pick up on things, I've seen it already in him. So I'm I'm looking forward to them um, this season, watching them develop and and grow as a team. But on the other side of the ball, there is this offensive line. Um, How do you just you having the defensive mind? How do you judge that? Well, they didn't have the best preseason, mm-hmm. right? We right. saw some struggles. But one thing I'll say, as a former player and now as a fan of the game, if you're going to struggle and put something bad on tape, allow it to happen during the preseason. <laughs> yes. Because let's keep it real. Watching the game of football, they're going to be highs and lows. The ebbs and flows mm-hmm. of the game has been well documented. But if you're going to just struggle, put it, put it out there during preseason. So now you know exactly what you need to improve on. You know, there's no fool's goal when you have bad play during the preseason. It's, 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 it's black and white. It is. Right? It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. So now you know what you need to do. So me personally, some of the struggles that I've seen from the offensive line, I'd rather see it now than throughout the season. So now you can really dial in and say, man, listen, we're not as good as we thought we would be. Because let's keep it real deep. Mm-hmm. When we made all the moves on the offensive line during the offseason, everyone – instantly thought we were going to see a better offensive line play. Right. Instantly. Like, we just thought it was instantly. like snap of the finger. Yeah. It <laughs> it, it, it's going to take time. So I think what we saw as fans was that this unit is not there yet. Not saying they can't get to that level of reaching the expectations that we all put for them, but they're not there yet. So that's my take on the offensive line. I do believe in the staff. I believe they will find the right five to put on that offensive line. And I do believe whoever the right five is, that staff will get the best out of those players. I give them grace. I give them grace because one, you know, a lot of the, 
a lot of those guys are new, right? And then one, you go from the guys that were there last year defending a guy that's not mobile to now, you know, whatever you learned out is, is semi out the window because now you have a guy that is mobile. So you have to, you know, you have to use your hands differently. Um, exactly. So, so there is that transition there. And I, so I give them grace, but it's like, okay, you know, we could only give but so much grace because we don't have an unlimited uh, amount of quarterbacks on the team either. So we, we got to protect them. Yeah. And I think they will, but also having a mobile guy actually helps the offensive line play. Yeah. Uh, remember that Jacksonville game where things kind of collapsed fast for Trubisky. He was able to make things happen yeah. with his legs. Right. We, did, so, we didn't see that much against um, you know, the last the last piece of game against Detroit. It was like Mitch kind of stood there a little I mean, bit more than um, I, I thought he would. And so, uh, you know, you got the holds, you, you got you know, he got sacked. And there were just some things that I, I thought that maybe he should have rolled out a lot faster or maybe gotten rid of the ball a little bit faster. But, you know, maybe that was the plan. I don't know. Okay. You know, you you maybe you want to do extremely vanilla things in the preseason so that, um, you know, people aren't looking forward to when this happens, then that will happen. So we can prepare for that. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So I, I give them grace. I give them grace. Another guy mm-hmm. I give a lot of grace to is um, Devin Bush. Have you um, talked with him at all or worked with him at all? Uh, no, we, we we spoke briefly when I was there at training camp. You know, he's a South Florida kid, Broward County. You know what I mean? So there's always that tie there. But uh, I think for Devin Bush, he just got to play football. Mm-hmm. Just turn it loose and play football. Yeah. Um, I know last year I was – me personally, I felt like he was never 100% healthy yeah. um, because people have been very, very critical of Devin Bush. But there has to be something going on that we don't know for a guy to come into the NFL – and just do what he did his rookie campaign before getting injured and now looking like a different player. That that just doesn't happen just because. We know he's yeah. a good football player. He's been a good football yeah. player his entire life. That's why he was able to go to Michigan. That's why he started as fast as he did at Michigan. That's why he was able to be a first-round-like player. Yes. I mean, it's in his genes. It's in his genes. Like it's Yeah, not, so yeah. I think there's an underlying issue. Um, I don't know. Maybe he might not still be healthy. But he has to let just turn it loose and play football. Go on, get back to what you were when you were in high school when football was just football. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I think players put too much of the business side into the equation when it's all about knocking people in their mouth. That's it. And allow think, everything else to happen. How's it going now? Because of the contracts and you know social media. Like, granted, when you know social media wasn't what it is now back then. Like, do you think it's hard to kind of block out all those things and? Oh, it is hard. It is hard because the thing about social media, the thing about paying attention to news outlets, you hear more about you. You listen more in depth to the negative things they say about you than the positive things. Mm -hmm. And because of what you hear, you sometimes believe a lot of what they say about Mm you. Mm -hmm. They're telling you you lost it. You ain't the same player. You keep hearing that. You keep hearing that. Eventually, you might believe it to some degree. And that does something to your psyche. Not just in sports, just in life in general, whatever your profession is, if you always hear negative things about you, you will start to believe those negative things. That's just how life is. That's just how the mind works. works That's yeah. why, think about this, when you look at children, right? Children, they say what they hear and they do, they repeat what they what they see. Yep, this is true. And this as is- adults, it's the same thing. We're not that you know, we don't have that same mindset to kind of just be a follower. But when you keep hearing and reading bad things about you, you start like, man, I might not be that good anymore. 
And when your confidence is gone, it's a wrap. Yeah. So for me, my advice to Devin Bush, number one, don't listen to outside noise, as Mike Tomlin calls it, elevator music, and just have fun. Play. Yeah. Just have fun. That's it. Because every, mentally, every wherever, yeah, and, and what I was going to say, mentally, wherever he was the last year or so, go to a different place because it wasn't working for you. Right. So go right. to a different place and try something different. I agree with that. Every time I see him, um, just make the slice play. I just, you know, I feel a sense to encourage because there's so much negativity out there. Like we, we just gotta, we gotta do a better job because we're all human beings. You don't go to work every day and do your nine to five and you perfect at perfection. Um, so we can't anticipate that for, you know, the guys that are doing on the field. Exactly. So, but one guy that it has to be a shoe in has to be a shoe in is Mark Robinson. Have you watched this kid? Cause I can't stop. I, I I can't stop watching this guy make plays in preseason. Like, and even at camp, I really loved what I saw from him. I mean, no question. I think that that's the thing about a player like Mark is that he's unexpectedly did some good things. Mm -hmm. And that's an element that good teams need to have is depth. When you have players that you'd be like, wow, I wasn't expecting that from him. Now you can, you can go into the season with, you know, you're extremely hopeful. I mean, because I think that was an issue for Pittsburgh on both sides of the football. Uh, I think depth was an issue. Clearly, we saw that at the linebacker spot, you know, last year um, with it's everything smart. that happened with the injuries. We wasn't able to get away from that. You know, we had injuries, you know, at the offensive line as well. Um, but when you have depth throughout your team, I mean, you can do big time things. And, and talking about a guy like like you said, Mark, like, wow, he's really surprised a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just. Linebacker uh, play and and special teams play like he take they, somebody better be on their p's and q's. So and, I, and, and and I like the fact that he is a player like you said can be impactful during special teams. Mm -hmm. You know he's yeah. a football player. That's the thing about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh draft football players. They don't just drive a position. No, you got to have a position, but you got to be a football player because we might need your services elsewhere. You got to go ahead and do it with an open heart. Yep. Yeah. You, Cause it's, it's next man up in a lot of different places. And I think that's like Marcus Allen, he was able to find himself, you know, a, a part of the squad, um, you know, for the amount of years he has cause special teams, you know, he, he exactly. made his mark there. So, uh, you know, if, if I learn after watching this team over all these years, if I learned anything, you, you, you need to be able to, to, like you said, be a football player. The more so you can great. do. Um, and, and one, the, the last, area I want to focus on with you is the wide receiver room. Mm. That is another place where they have the depth. And I I don't know what they're going to do. It's it's a great problem to have. I'm glad I don't have to make the decisions. But if you were having to make that decision, who would you keep? <laughs> wow. I, I When I was in Pittsburgh a few weeks ago and watching practice and just watching uh, – you know, the wide receivers, I was like, that's going to be an issue because if you keep five and you keep six, who who do you let go? Who do you let go? Yeah. Like, that. you know, uh, Gunner going to have a spot because he's a he's a returner. Very specialist, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a returner. So he's going to have a spot. Um, yeah. What's my kid's name who had a big game yesterday? Uh, I mean, last week's game in Detroit. Uh, 82? Sims. 
Sims. Sims yeah. has emerged to be Vons. a Vons. Vons as well. Eighty. Vons. So listen, when you, in regards <laughs> to the wide receivers, you don't have to talk about the Claypools of the world and Pickens because we know they're good. Johnson, yeah, DJ, like they're solidified. Even Pickens, yeah. even you know, has solidified his and, his role. Of, and I know like, we haven't really got a chance to see Calvin Austin get off, but we know he's good. Yeah, I think they might try to figure a way to IR him just to, just to figure that out. And know? think about this. Shoot, we had uh, what's my guy who uh, Anthony Miller before he got injured? Yeah, like he I got, thought he was, was going to the mix. It was tough, and Miles Boykin. So like, who's also a good guy for special teams? I don't know. I'm, we got. I, so my thing is this: Deontay Chase George, for sure, right? The fourth guy because of his return ability is Gunner. Mm-hmm. I think I, that's my opinion. I think he's safe. Yeah. Um, you talk about <laughs> Vaughn, Tyler Vaughn's, he probably could be safe. Because the way how they utilize the motion and, and yeah. jets with wide receivers, I and mean, he's, he's showing he's the ability to really tackles left and right, too. He can go get it. Uh, you talk about Miles Boykin. Um, Did I call I, him Austin again, Miles Boykin? I'm sorry. I'll be calling him Miles Austin for some reason, but Miles Boykin, if I didn't Miles say Miles Boykin. So, <laughs> Deontay, Chase, George, uh, Calvin, Gunner. It's probably only going to be one more. I, I don't think they go in with seven. So I, I think they, they might finesse Calvin on the IR to get another one in. That's what I I don't know. Because he hasn't been playing. Um don't What's know. Significant? Do we know how significant his injury is? I I don't know. Like I know against the, the first preseason game he was in a boot. I haven't seen him in a boot. He hasn't fully practiced. He's been like, you know, catching on the sideline. So uh I don't I don't know the significance of it. You know, they're really, really hush hush. They weren't even, yeah. you know. Up front about so if, 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 let's say your theory is correct, they put Calvin on on IR. Um, mm -hmm. Gunner, Tyler, and Boykin probably would be it. So, no Sims, it's hard. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, it's tough, it's, it's really tough. It, every week, I struggle, and I'm glad that I don't have to make that decision. Uh, best of luck to them, but I really wanted to get your opinion on it. <laughs> and I, I think we can. So we know who QB number one is gonna be. Like I, I, I have it in my mind. I'm yeah. sure you, you, you've been there, camp. You know how this, this, this machine works. Trubisky. Yeah, it's it's Mitch. Um, and and it's you. Like I, I tell everybody, you, you bought the Mitchell Trubisky insurance. You have to use it. Yeah, so, I think uh, I think it's Trubisky. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, but I want to thank you uh, so much. Do you have a prediction for the season? Playoffs. Just get into the tournament, as I Mike Tomlin called it. I want a playoff win. So yeah. I like play. I can't now. Nah, playoffs aren't enough anymore. I could say that all day, but it's like, man, we haven't won a playoff yeah. game in forever. See, my thing is this: for me, is when you get into the tournament, anything can happen. The last few years that we made the playoffs, we weren't like that. Yeah. That's we true. were just able to get into the playoffs because we had good coaching and we made plays when we were supposed to make plays. Mm -hmm. Like if you go back to even, you know, we had a home playoff game against Cleveland. Like it was, uh, we were. Yeah. We were, home we game. were on a decline. Yeah. 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 So now for me, when you factor in the it's turnover so that we've seen a little bit with some of the youthful potential superstars that we have, 
Like when you get there, you're like, okay, I can see us might causing some damage. Like the usually the last few years, we like we get in, we might be it's probably gonna be short lived. Right. That's right. how I feel, honestly. <laughs> but right now, if we can get into the tournament, we just saw what a young team in Cincinnati did. And Lord, they act like they won 14 games. They went 14 and three. Like y'all only won 10 games. But anyway. Yeah, but that's Cincinnati. Uh, we don't have enough time to talk about Cincinnati. Maybe another day. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but I want to thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, you're always welcome on the Steelers chat. We'd love to have you back as we get through the season and um, and talk through some things. So thank you so much. And please tell everybody um, where they can watch your show and where they can follow you, please. Well, CBS Sports HQ is where I'm faithfully – you know, talking football, collegially, and uh, NFL, fantasy, gambling-related content. I have my own podcast, All Things Covered. If you're a Steeler fan, please subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We also have a YouTube page. My most recent episode, uh, Steelers GM Omar Khan was my guest. Nice, candid conversation. Uh, we had quite a few Steelers, Najee Harris, Mel Blunt, Jerome Bettis, Larry Foote. Uh, Ryan Clark. We have it's, it's been a laundry list of former Steelers and current Steelers. TJ Watt uh, that I've had the luxury of having on the podcast. So give us a listen. Like I said, tell a friend to tell a friend. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. Please go check him out again. Thank you. We can't. We can't wait to see what you're going to be doing with CBS, and and we'll be checking you out for sure. But uh, thank, thank you so much. Have a great one. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye. Good. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. Sir. Well, I appreciate it. Just let me know anytime.